I run this show. Because you're listening to Know the Lore Overwatch. Hi friends, how y'all doing? Uh, I just want to thank you all real quick for all the recent messages and requests uh, for me to do some new episodes. I, I seriously, seriously appreciate it and all the kind words. And if you've reached out to me on the PlayStation Network and I have not responded, I do apologize. I get a lot of messages on there and I haven't been playing too much lately due to the million other projects I'm working on. And uh, I promise I have not been ignoring the show. It's just it's challenging doing a lore podcast where we only get bits and pieces a few times a year. But I've got some more ideas coming up aside from just the characters. But with that said, let's get into our two subjects for today's episode, Ash and Baptiste. Elizabeth Caledonia Ash was born to an extremely wealthy family in the American Southwest and suffered from somewhat of the typical cliche of growing up in that atmosphere. Her parents were busy, successful business consultants, which means they were always traveling and rarely at home. Although they tried to set up Elizabeth for success by enrolling her in some very prestigious schools, the things that she really needed the most was love and guidance. Instead, she was usually taken care of by the butler, an omnic named Bob, who, as far as we know, can't actually communicate verbally. So it's probably not the healthiest way for a developing kid to, you know, live and grow up. And that was evidenced by Elizabeth's constantly acting out, whether it was bullying and getting into trouble at school or committing misdemeanors and getting arrested as a teenager. As a young woman, Elizabeth, or Ash as she became more commonly known, met a young man, much her counterpart, although Bob still stayed at her side at all times. This man was everyone's favorite cowboy, Jesse McCree. Together, Ash and McCree pulled off a series of robberies which awoken something within her. She felt truly more alive than ever before when outwitting others and surviving danger. But Ash needed to be bigger and badder than any other outlaw. Her name needed to be known. Even though McCree and Ash never dated, he was right there by her side as together they formed the infamous Deadlock Gang. Perhaps absorbing some of the leadership skills of her parents, although in a bit more twisted manner, Ash excelled as a leader, plotting, planning, and pulling off extravagant heists. It wasn't really about the money. She had plenty of that. This was about defiance. Rebellion. That's why she was able to navigate their little criminal enterprise into something bigger, even when rival gangs and organizations began to bump heads with them. When things started to turn bloody, Ash brokered a deal between them with simple rules. Keep your word, don't work with the law, respect the territory of others, and always punish betrayal. This ended the fighting so that they could again spend their time concentrating on pulling off jobs, which now also included illegal weapons trafficking. However, the uptick in crime did not go unnoticed, and Overwatch was tasked with stepping in. During a sting operation, several members of the Deadlock gang were caught and arrested, including Jesse McCree, who later ended up joining Overwatch's Black Ops division, the one that actually busted them in the first place, known as Blackwatch. 
You can only imagine Ash's anger when she finds out that McCree, the man who was family to her, ended up joining the law enforcement agency that put their members behind bars. Remember, always punish betrayal. And this would definitely have been a betrayal for Ash. Alright, so let's do this typical fast-forward 20 years later within the Overwatch universe. The Deadlock gang is actually still around, but Overwatch is long gone. Still, Jesse McCree never came back to Ash's side. While pulling off a planned heist of a hypertrain on Route 66, McCree finally comes forward, but not to help her, and definitely not to rejoin her. In fact, as we see in the reunion cinematic, McCree reveals that he was actually the one that tipped them off to the hypertrain's contents, and there was a crate amongst the manifest that he wanted himself. He basically manipulated Ash and the gang for his own means. Obviously, this didn't sit well with her, and gunfire broke out. However, the usually stone-cold, collected Ash was too distracted by her own anger at McCree, who eventually defeated and tied the gang up before stealing Ash's hover cycle, which was adorned with a piece of a photograph. This was a photograph of Ash and McCree together, back when family meant something. Did you like that dramatic little sentence there? I thought that'd be kind of fun. But Ash is an awesome character voiced by the talented Jennifer Hale and a ton of fun to play. And if you enjoy gun-toting characters like Ash, but you also like healing, quiet down all you Genji mains, we know, we know, then you'll be interested in playing the character we're going to talk about next. Jean-Baptiste Augustin was just a child when the Omnic Crisis ransacked his home of Tortuga in Haiti. He was a statistic, one of 30 million children orphaned during the war. He lost it all and could have easily fallen through the cracks of society with no family or resources. But that's just not who he is. As soon as he was able, he enlisted in the Caribbean Coalition, a pan-island military organization formed in response to the devastation of the Caribbean experienced at the hands of the Omnics. However, his drive wasn't revenge as one might expect, but it was about helping those who needed it, which is why he trained as a combat medic to supply a bandage to those that needed healing, and a bullet for those who needed to be stopped. However, once his term of service ended, Baptiste had trouble finding anyone or anywhere that had a use for his particular skills, that is, until a mercenary outfit recruited him. Baptiste then found a new home and renewed purpose with this group, known as Talon. Talon largely profited off the chaotic aftermath of the Omnic Crisis. Whether Baptiste knew what they were doing at the time or not, he was living a good life and making a lot of money that he could put to good use, such as opening a medical clinic back in his hometown. But eventually Talon's missions either began to intensify, or they were done hiding, as they began carrying out assassinations and the number of civilian casualties began to rapidly incline. Baptiste then found himself within that same cycle of violence that had originally destroyed everything he held dear. And so he defected and fled back to Tortuga. But Talon was not going to let him off so easily. They assembled a strike team consisting of Baptiste's former unit, led by his former mentor, Captain Cuvera. Now their orders were to capture or eliminate Baptiste, but what happened to the strike team is actually still unknown to us. They were never seen or heard from again and their patches indicating loyalty to Talon were delivered to Captain Cuvera. 
Baptiste has since left Tortuga, keeping any further attempts against him by Talon away from his community, and instead travels around the globe, constantly moving and lending aid to those who need it most. So there's our two lovely characters for this episode with Troubled Pass, but still pretty cool and interesting. Before I get out of here, I just want to thank everyone for all the five-star ratings that I've received in Apple Podcasts. That is a quick and really easy way to help me out and support the show. And I'd like to ask you to check out my other show, Saturday Morning Cartoon Boom, also available wherever you're listening to this show, in your ears right now. And be on the lookout for two new podcasts coming up in the near future from the NerdSloth Network. That will feature me as well. Uh, and you can also catch me occasionally streaming on Twitch. If you go to twitch.tv slash slurrednerd. And all of those streams are also archived on the NerdSloth YouTube channel. So there's a whole bunch more stuff if you're interested and more things coming down the line. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you again, everyone. And remember, I recommend not dying. Chris here. If you enjoy the show, please rate, like, subscribe, comment, or share, as every little bit you do helps the show. Know the lore is recorded and produced by NerdSloth. More episodes can be found at NerdSloth.com along with our other awesomely nerdy shows. Search for NerdSloth on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Music heard during the show is the Overwatch Victory theme remixed by DJ Efficia. Go to Efficia.com to hear more. I'm